Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Now it talks about ointment. What is ointment? We're going to go see that in several places, just in case you're really trying to, you know, want to understand ointment, you know, like neosporin. Let's do it. I love right. neosporin. Yeah. Unless you burn yourself, note to everybody, if you, you know, burn your finger on the toaster oven, don't put neosporin on it right away. You know how it says it helps for burns and stuff? Yeah. Does not mean right away. Interesting. Because it traps in the heat oh. and it peels back your skin. Ask me how I know. Oh, that's, it was lovely to watch. Yeah. Golden medical yeah. nugget there. Yeah. So uh, do not put it on right after the burn. You wait for the burn to heal. Then you put it on. Anyway, side note, Ecclesiastes 7.1. A good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Um, so we're alluding to that ointment is like, because it talks about your name is ointment poured forth. You want a good name. You don't want a bad name. Uh, Proverbs 27, 9, ointment and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by heart counsel. And then in Acts 4, 12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The ointment of the spirit for, poured forth produces the love of Christ. And that's in Romans 5, 5. Now, hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So, the name of Jesus is the name of beyond all names. And this ointment's a good ointment. And it talks about the virgins loving you. Virgins here is like pure in heart. Virgins, the pure in heart. Um, we see this in 2 Corinthians 11. We see it in Revelations 14. What? Wait, wait, can I I'm yeah. circle back Please. to something? Okay. Um, you said just a few minutes ago, we, we want a good name, not a bad name. We're not right. talking about your actual oh, yeah. name. Oh, yes, yes, We're yes. I'm sorry. Character. character. Yes, you were talking about your character. Yes. Right. When somebody hears your name, yes. do they think, oh, he's got no morals. Right. Or, oh, gosh, he's crazy. No, that's not the, we don't yeah. want that yeah. ointment. <laughs> good, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, we want the ointment yes. of, oh, gosh, she's a woman of God. Yes, in fact, um, she loves the Lord. That actually happened. It's a man uh, of integrity and morals. I had a uh, coworker at work who was getting accused of. Um, we're not sure who was doing the accusation. That's not the important part. But they were getting accused of having an affair with all the women. And I'm like, okay, all the women. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go find this track down this person because I take this as a personal offense. Because you're included in yes. all the women. Yes, I was. And th- this guy started laughing. I said, "What?" He goes, "Not you." You were one of the ones, you were like the one not named. He goes, everybody else got accused, but not you. I'm oh, like, how funny. Smart person. Yeah. To come unglued. But Gosh. that's because I had already developed such a, uh, right. a character relationship that people knew that probably they knew that if they even said that, that they would have automatically known that, hey, something's, you know, they knew that that would never happen. Exactly. So they were trying to make it as, as they were trying to make it as believable as possible. So they left me out. It was hilarious. I mean, I'm glad he, by that point, I think that they had been 
um, I think they find the person and, you know, that person's no longer there. Yeah, you know, it's, it is all about your character. So yeah. um, I do um, like bookkeeping and I, I mm-hmm. now work for myself, but I have this um, client kind of like a partnership that um, we started working together and he's married. And so my very first thing is that I need to meet your wife. Yes. I, yes. Want, I want your wife to know me. I want to know her. Right. And um, and so that our very first meeting um, was all three of us. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. super. And I told him, why. I said, it's super important to me. And I can't exactly explain why, but I had a husband who was not a good guy. He was not a faithful guy. And I cannot ever have a wife thinking right. of me that exactly. way. And he's like, wow, okay, let's do that. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. So it's your character. Exactly. And that's what we do. Everybody knows I have a husband. Um, if I have somebody talking to me kind of weird, you know, you're like, you throw Ray's name out I just instantly. Throw name. Yeah. All of a sudden, man, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about, but suddenly, you know, my husband likes pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Even though he may hate it. He yeah. loves it, but he may hate it. But sometimes when you're but friendly, you know, that moment is, 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 yeah. is, um, sometimes when you're friendly, it's taken wrong. So I have to always make sure that, Agreed. you know, there's, yeah. And, and I have a hard time with it because I'm like, Nobody ever really hits on me, so is it really hitting on me, or am I just taking it wrong? So just in case, I just mentioned Ray. Exactly. I have a bubbly personality, and nobody's a stranger, so I have to be super careful when I'm talking right. to men. And that goes back to that name thing. You know, are you known as a flirt? You may not be really a flirt. You just might be your bubbly attitude, but what are you known for? And that goes back to that name. And um Jesus is the name above all names because only he can save. I've even asked you, and yes. I'm so bubbly. Am, am I flirty? This was a while back. Am I flirting? You know, I need to, how can I tone down my character? And Did um, I have an answer? Because I'm like, I don't know what it um, is. I don't know what my answer would be. Did I have an answer? You know, I can't remember, but I did have to, I did have to tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think that was, I don't think you had an answer, but. I did it anyway. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how much I toned it down, but I mean, I yeah. tried. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm, I, it's I'm just the me. opposite sometimes that I get so professional that I seem mean and, and then I forget. I'm like, oh, I got to remember to be a little bit more loving yeah. sounding. I'm so a loving funny. person. Yeah. If you actually came to me, I don't care what you've done, but if you need help, I'm going to be out there to help you. That's but right. sometimes I'm probably the last person they want to go to because they're like, she growls. I'm not growling yeah. at you personally. I'm just <laughs> got a job to do. Yeah, and that, and we actually compliment each yeah. other on that. We, we we have to. I couldn't do yeah. this by myself because I would just sound too teachery and in vice and, versa. Yeah, so we have to feed off of each other. Rascal, she's busy. She's not giving you another treat. No, Rascal. My dogs know that when Aunt Jojo comes over, that she knows where all the treats are, and they hound me about yes. it until they get at least three. Yes. Um. So anyway, so we're going back to the virgins of pure in heart. It, the same Hebrew is translated thy hidden ones, like in Psalms 83, 3. Um, but I want to read Second uh, Corinthians 11, 2. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgins to Christ. And Matthew, I want to put these together. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What he's saying is, I'm going to make you pure and clean. You can't do it yourself, but I can make you pure and clean and I can set you as the bride of Christ. I can do this because he says, I'm jealous for you. We're betrothed. I'm not giving up on you. I'm going to continue my promise because you're mine. I'm not giving up. And he never does. And he doesn't. 
when you're his, you're his. Yep. You know, and, and this message is really relevant for us. We need to look to eternity because eternity is longer than our life on earth. And we don't stop at death as beliefs. You know, our spiritual husband is shown as, as that there is an eternal plan. And that is in Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Y'all following, ladies? Y'all, y'all good? We following? Trina? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm Making like, sure. All with it. All right. So the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who their lamps, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's Jesus. It's not capitalized because he's using this as a parable. But because it is a parable, we know that's Jesus. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. As a supply chain person, that is literally annoying. She's probably cringing right now. Like, How would you not have it with you if you need? I mean, come on. (laughs) But the wise took their oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, least there should be not enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And so that's why we're putting all this together when it talks about the virgins love you, is we have to be ready for Jesus to come back. This is about eternity. This book of relationship is about our relationship with our bridegroom, Jesus, and that's going to be for eternal. And I did ask one of our friends who's really good at, you know, he's one of these Bible guys, um, Right now, we're doing about we're with them doing a Bible study, and he talked about this. So I had to ask, why midnight? Why midnight? That just doesn't seem the proper time to go get your bride, because it's actually referenced somewhere else. It's at midnight, and he goes, "I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still curious now. I don't or, know. Midnight represents the beginning of the day. Yeah, but it's so dark. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna go get your bride in the dark. Can't see her. See." Ask Jacob. How did that work out for Jacob? <laughs> oh, not good. It was in the dark. Not good. He didn't even know which wife he had. So anyway, um, I did have to ask that. We just like to, if you're not reading the Bible and finding these little things and start laughing and asking the Lord, you're not really reading it. Those are one of those things I'm, I'm asking the Lord, like, Lord, why midnight? He may tell me. He may not. He might go, Anna, that's pointless. Just move on. It's <laughs> not the point. You're missing the point. The point here is we have to be ready for Jesus. We have to be ready for that bridegroom. We should be getting ready. And um, we should be loving Jesus. We should be seeing this. You know, have you ever met somebody that you knew they loved Jesus and you just like being around them? It's just kind of like we were we were at a restaurant one day and I just knew this. The waitress, she was a believer. I just knew it. So finally, at the end, I said, you're a believer. I can just tell. And she almost cried because (laughs) she couldn't believe that I could see it. And she about cried on us and I felt bad for her. I didn't want to make her cry, but you could tell 
And that's what we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to be these virgins who are waiting for our bride. People should be able to see us knowing we're waiting for our bridegroom. And we should have this, we should be developing a relationship. We're not married. We're, and, and if you're a believer in Jesus, you are betrothed. You're, you're in that. We'll be talking about that later, but you're in that period of time where we're not married, but it's sanctified and special. And you're not supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be getting ready for your husband. You're not supposed to be playing around, we're messing claimed. around. Yeah, we're, he claimed us He's claimed us. We're getting, we're supposed to be getting ready to meet this groom. And part of our relationship is getting to know him. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And there's a lot that goes in with that, including healing and, and whatever the Lord wants to do. Exactly. What you looking for? Okay. I was making sure I didn't lose my place because all of a sudden oh. I started reading and I'm like, well, that's weird, Anna. What were you doing? <laughs> um, but it is. It really is. It's song, Songs of Solomon. Um, do you have anything before we go to the next section? No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Songs of Solomon, one, chapter 1, verse 4. Draw me away. The daughters of Jerusalem, we will run after you. The Shulamite says, the king has brought me into his chambers. And the daughters of Jerusalem say, we will be glad and rejoice in you. We will remember your love more than wine. Sorry, ladies, I am trying to tell you when we're talking about the daughters of Jerusalem, when we talked about the Shulamite, you'll be, you know, because if you go to your Bible and it says, it doesn't say the daughters of Jerusalem said, no, it's a title. And I'm just reading the title and then telling you what they said. So anyway, um, and in this draw me away comes from Jeremiah 31 3. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, your loving kindness, I have drawn you. Jesus is drawing. And we see that in John six forty four. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. So we cannot go to God except through Jesus. And the father is the one who draws us almost like an arranged marriage. But here we see that the daughters of Jerusalem are watching this union. I got to ask you, ladies, and, and Joanna can chirp in on this one. Can the people around you tell you that you follow Jesus? Can they tell if you're being drawn or being drawn? We had a topic at work come up. We're supposed to be doing all this diversity and inclusion training. And some of it's been good. Some of it, you have to eye roll. And there was one I happened to, uh, I got out of it at doctor's appointment stuff. And one of my coworkers actually, he'd come down and he made the comment. He goes, Anna, you couldn't have done that. You're a godly woman. There's no way. Like, dude, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the things. Can people tell that you are a believer in Jesus? Can they tell that you're following Jesus? Or do you look like the world? And I have literally told more than one person, please stop telling people you're a Christian. Yeah. You don't act like it, you don't live like it, and you are giving us a bad name. Right. And that's a lot of people do not like Christians because of Christians or those right? who claim to be a Christian and they have no idea what Christianity is. So I do want to say this, ladies, just because someone tells you they're a Christian does not mean they're a Christian. Don't automatically believe them. You look at their fruit. And, and I can tell yeah. if you, if you really have questions, we can go through that another day. But it does say in the scriptures, it says you will know them by their fruit. And if they don't have the fruits of the spirit... Now, I'm not saying that they're not pre-believers. I'm not even saying that they, you know, I got lost once. I was in the wrong state for a while in my life. I get that. But the but the true follower of Jesus doesn't stay there. And if you correct them, they will see that 
maybe not right at that second, but they will see it and they will start changing. So there is a big difference between if somebody calls themselves a Christian, watch their fruit, see what happens. And a lot of people who think they know who Jesus is, they automatically think they're a Christian, which is right. not the case. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody recently tell me, um, well, I'm a Christian. I'm like, no, you know, he, well, I know Jesus. No, no, no. You know who he is. Right. You do not know him. You do not have a right. relationship with him. You don't right. have anything to do with him, nor does your life reflect. There's a big difference of no. Everybody knows who Jesus is, even the devil. Right. But and yeah, because a lot of times what they do is they create their own Jesus. They yeah. don't create. They don't understand. They don't know the Jesus of the Bible because they're not reading it. So they create their own Jesus, saying, "I know Jesus. Well, I know broccoli, but I'm not broccoli, right? You know, it's in my freezer. I got it right there. I I can even read the ingredients. But the thing is, is I'm not broccoli. Yeah, there's a huge difference in knowing yeah. somebody. Just like you said earlier, knowing and knowing. Exactly. And a lot of people do create their own Jesus. And they're like, oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't go. It's not what the Bible not according says. according to your life. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we're, it needs the to be Lord modern, forgives. Or uh, we need to modernize it. No, no Don't no. judge me. Yeah. The scriptures are the way they're supposed to be. There's no change in scriptures. It's where it is. You know, when you know someone is getting drawn to Jesus, don't you want to be a part of that? You want to help? I do. I love seeing people who are getting there because John 14, six says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one, no one comes to the father except through me. That's why we need to tell people about Jesus. Have you ever met those people who really don't say Jesus name? They just kind of talk about them. And then we had somebody actually tell us, you can't talk about Jesus because then they may not get saved. What? (laughs) I know. They actually said that. And we're like, wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. It makes sense. You gotta talk about Jesus or they'll know me the way I, I don't have to talk about Jesus because they'll know the way I behave. No, they won't. You, they don't know who you follow. If you don't tell them you're following Jesus, they don't know who you're following. Great. You're a nice person, but why? Yeah. There's because a lot of nice people in yeah. the world and they're not, some of them aren't Christians. Yeah. Oh, they'll know me by the way I'm acting. They just need to watch me. But if you don't talk, how will they know? You yeah. know, Yes. Does your walk and your talk need to match? Absolutely. I've seen people talk, but not walk. I've seen people walk and not talk. They got to go to the, we got to walk and talk. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, what if I can't talk? Cause I'm mute. There's other ways of, com- there's, there's other ways of communicating. The Lord will give you other ways of communicating. Well, you can sign language too. Yeah, exactly. Or if they don't, I mean, there's other ways of doing it. We watched a, a group of deaf girls in, Oh, where was Ray was beautiful. at. I guess it was Nigeria. Yeah. They were worshiping the Lord. There was no music. There was no, they could not hear the music, but yet you could watch them flow together. Their choreo- choreographed yeah. dance was amazing. Yeah. And they would do certain signs to represent hallelujah, praise yeah. the Lord. It was just beautiful, completely in silence, but it was beautiful. Yeah. They learned, they, you could, they talked about Jesus without talking about Jesus. Yeah. And was, you knew who they represent because they had other people tell them they follow Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, um, Let's let's stop for a second. I do want to um, in in this section. I told you it's also about God's relationship with Israel. Israel is very important. They're on the news all the time. If you're wondering why they're all on the news all the time, it's because that's God's chosen people. Why? Because He um, feel free to go back through Genesis. Well, we don't know why. That's just well, what He, he chose. separated them. Well, He yeah. chose the separated chose group of people. Them. This is the name He gave them: Israelites, Israel, Jews. This is what He named them. He took a group of. People through uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to create his own special group of people so you could watch them to yep. see who God is. 
you know, you watch them leave their country and come back, go back. And, you know, we've watched them going back into their country. They and still have their, yes, they still have their, Israel. exactly. They still have their original language. They still have their original money. I read it the other day. Someone said, oh, the, the oldest coin and uh, some London, whatever. I'm like, mm, no, it's the shekel. Yeah. The shekel's oldest. Go yeah. back. It's a shekel. They're still using shekels. So just like Jesus used. So anyway, Israel is the apple of God's eye. And, you know, and that's why when the news talks about the Middle East and who, and that's why Israel's all talked about, because God chose Israel for himself so that people could be drawn to God. And it all started with the promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there was a new covenant that God made with David, promising a king from his line would be on the throne forever. And that Jesus, the one we are drawn to, and we should be running to. And why did I? mess up something no jesus no, is think, the one yeah no 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 i think I, I i think i'm missing why do i look like i'm missing a verse y'all i really did go through my notes again they made sense the other day um are you talking about the next sentence where yeah sh- it talks about his bedchamber and i'm like where am i in that i don't even remember reading anything about a bedchamber oh oh into his chambers okay see I th- i'm just rambling on so the shulamite said the king has brought me into his bedchambers okay so that's why we're going into this next section his bedchamber is not a sexual in nature in this context it is an invitation a part of the drawing and that's what we've been talking about jesus says i draw you the father draws i'm the only way you know god the father draws i'm the only way um and then uh so that's why i wanted to say that when it's talking about into the bedchamber that's the same as when god says i'm drawing you to me and jesus saying there is only one way there there's no other there's not a bunch of different ways there's only one way to the father and that's through me he is the way, capital yes, T, T, yeah, capital W. Way. And it says, glad and rejoice when it, we when we see that, we see that actually in uh, Psalms 9 two. and I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. So we have a lot to be glad and rejoice in. In fact, we're doing this uh, right after Thanksgiving. Uh, we've been busy and, and Thanksgiving um, was just yesterday. And so we do have a lot to be glad and rejoice in it. And one is because we are offered salvation, you know, eternity in heaven with Jesus, worshiping him. Um, but it is hard living for Jesus. It is hard living for him, but it's totally worth it. In today's world. In today's definitely. world, because the love of the Savior has for us, you know, um, it's important to understand he does have this love for us. And we, sh- we have a lot to be thankful for. We have salvation. And then everything that comes with salvation, he completely takes care of us. We have healing, protection, yes. relationship. And um, exactly. And so we're, and then we go back to that. Remember your love more than wine? Told y'all we're going to go back to that. And I like what Charles Spurgeon wrote. So I am going to um, quote him for just a minute. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher of Victorian England. I probably got this from David, David Cusack's uh, commentary. Follow, I think it was him. Was it him? Mm, I don't know. It could have been the other guy. Not fast, not make Henry. Henry. Anyway, this it's came. It's okay. Yeah, this came. I wanted to make sure I gave credit where credit's due. This did come from a um, uh, commentary. Uh, followed the customs of his age and understood that the Song of Solomon, primarily as a poetic description of the love relationship between Jesus Christ and His people, and in his sermon titled "Better Than Wine," he drew forth two main points: Christ's love is better than wine because of what it is not. It is total safe and may be taken without question. 
You can't take too much. It doesn't cost anything. Taking more of what does not diminish the taste of it, and it is totally without impurities and will never turn sour. It produces no ill effects. Christ's love is better than wine because of what it is. Like wine, the love of Christ has healing properties. Like wine, the love of Christ is association with given strength. Like wine, the love of Christ is a symbol of joy. Like wine, the love of Christ exhilarates the soul. So that's what he was talking about is how we could. That's beautiful. It is, isn't it? How we can say, you know, see Jesus in this. And and I liked what he said that what it's not, you know, um, because you can't have too much Jesus. You can't. Um, the real Jesus. Amen to that. Now, there are people who created their own Jesus and you have to tilt your head on it. Uh, <laughs> you just. True. Yeah. But the true Jesus of the Bible, when you're really, you know, when you're reading your Bible and you're understanding who this real Jesus is, you can't have too much of it. His he will not. Dis- yeah. He will not diminish. He has no impurities. He will never sour. Uh, and we get to see that in his disciples. Um, yes. They could not get enough of him. They followed him everywhere. Exactly. Those 12 were devoted. Aside, and they yeah. messed up. And it was okay. And, and, yeah. and I'm not saying it was okay that they messed up. They got back with Jesus and got right. We yeah. do mess up. It's okay when we mess up. They're if we great fix examples. It. Yeah, they're great examples. Fix what you messed up. They were a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We were a mess. We are. And they it's had okay. all different backgrounds, just like us. Exactly. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Mm-hmm.